What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 137 of the VK Bros with the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you going today, Alex? Good, I've got the big headphones on today, so you know it's serious. Yeah, absolutely. There's There's been a lot going on. So we're actually recording this on Thursday night, uh, something a little bit different. So uh, I'm sure many things will happen between now and Monday when this drops, but a lot of things have happened uh, already up until now. Obviously, the biggest story at the moment is the banking sector and banks just falling over one after the other after the other. So obviously, last week we spoke about uh, the bank that started it all, which was it was SVB that went first, wasn't it? Silicon Valley Bank? No, Silvergate went first. Silvergate, sorry, went first and SVB followed closely behind it. And since oh, there was then, another one that went that uh, kind of went at the same day. It was called Independent something. There was three. Right. Yeah, because there was three last week, wasn't there? Yeah. And now in the news is well, look, there's a lot of things in the news. First of all, we didn't get a chance to speak about the response from the U.S. federal government. Do you think that's the right way to start? Yeah. 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 We've got two different views on it, I think. Well, so basic, uh, basically, I think, there's, I think well, they're a bit similar. Me, we'll, we'll go into it. Yeah, you, you outline it. Yeah. So what... It, after 2008, the banks got bailed out. Okay, so, so the banks got all this money given by the government. And the government, knowing that the people weren't going to cop that again, instead, they bailed out the depositors. So in America, there's a thing called FDIC. FDIC will cover your deposits up to $250,000. If you have more than $250,000 in the account, you're not covered by uh, from the FDIC program. Yeah. And what the government has come out and, and, and done in Silicon Valley's case is, hey, we're just going to make sure that everyone's funds are covered. And just to give you an example, the company Roku, uh, R-O-K-U, I think they make set-top boxes and have digital content. Yep. They had $450 million in their account yeah. with Silicon Valley Bank. So that's what that's what they did. Yeah. Now, the, the justification for it was they're obviously concerned that, they, that you're going to have a GFC 2.0. And the issue with the GFC was when Lehman Brothers fell over, everyone freaked out, everyone went and tried to pull their money out of the banks while they still could, and that caused bank runs on all the major banks. Uh, which just made them all topple over one after the other. So to try to prevent that sort of what they call contagion, that's why they stepped in to bail out the depositors. Now, they didn't they didn't do what they did last time, which is bail out the banks themselves. So the uh, the shareholders of the banks, they, they've still been liquidated. Uh, all of the senior management teams have been fired. Like, at least there's, a, there's more accountability than last time. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still, you're talking billions and billions of dollars worth of taxpayer money that's used, been used to bail out these depositors. Well, apparently Which, it's not taxpayers' money. So apparently it's FDIC money that's been used, but there was only $180 billion in the FDIC account, and FDIC raised their money by charging banks. Yeah. So same as the TGA here gets paid by the um, the companies that it... Yeah, by the pharmaceutical overseas. companies, Yeah. Yeah, same as what the uh, the banks pay FDIC. Yeah, so the concerning thing is, uh, I think it was $125 billion was the total number in the FDIC account, and they were uh, insuring over $9 trillion worth of deposits. 
So obviously, well, no, no, uh, that's nine trillion is if every bank. That, that that's right. To, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I was getting to is that obviously what the concern was if they didn't act up front to tell everyone that that your deposits are all good, so leave them in the other banks, then that money was never going to be able to uh, stop the leakage from all the of the other institutions. But yeah, here's my. Yeah, sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead, mate. So I don't like it. I think this is this has set such a bad precedent now. So imagine. So now, what what they've effectively said is that nine trillion is now covered by the federal government. Yeah, that's what this this movement has said. This has said banks can be as uh, as irresponsible as they want to be because now they, the government has stepped in and will 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 at least make sure that depositors are covered, yeah. which means their risk profile. So if you're in a bank, you make decisions so that you can make money. That's your sole, that's the sole, your sole plan, right? That's all yeah. you live and die by what you can make for a bank. Yeah. Well, now if there's no, like now you can't fail because you've got this epic safety net. You, mm. So think about what that's going to do to risk profiles of yeah. banks. Yeah, 100%. It's going to send it to the roof. I think this is, I think this is, potentially the beginning of the end of their financial system yeah i agree like full disclosure i don't like it either i like i've spoken many times on the podcast about how you know the free market is the way to go when you have an actual free market and uh i can't remember there's like the four pillars of the free market but uh that i know patrick bet david talks about all the time and I can't remember them in order because he sounds a lot more impressive when he when the way that he says it. But the last pillar is the freedom to fail, because that's mm-hmm. important because that weeds out the weak companies or the irresponsible companies, and they have removed that fear of failure from the banking sector. But the problem is too is it's like we saw this during the pandemic with the airlines. So all of the airlines, and like they did this in Australia too, but in America it was pretty egregious as well. The airlines received hundreds of billions of dollars worth of government funding because the government had said, well, uh, we've shut your business down, so therefore we'll fund you to make sure you get through this. But the, the, the caveat was that when things started moving again, they were supposed to keep their prices at, at a low price so people could still use the service. And then we saw what happened. As soon as the flight started going, businesses did what businesses always do. They put on skeleton staff. They saved as much money as they possibly could. And they jacked prices through the roof because they knew yeah. after two years of not being able to go anywhere, everyone was jumping out of their skin to try to, to, try to go for a flight. So they just they profiteered off, off of that. So the caveats from the government didn't matter. And it'll be the same this time around too, like you're saying, is that the the governments have, have done this um, up front and the caveat should be, well, you need to put systems in place to make sure these things don't happen again in 15 years' time. But those caveats will never be put in place. If they didn't get put in place after the GFC, they're never going to be put in place now. And worse still, like you were saying, now there's less public risk for the banks they're going to take even more risks now for profiteering because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you profiteer as much as you possibly can and, and that might go for another 15 years and then when it all falls over again, okay, liquidate us, pay our depositors out, we'll go start a new bank under a new name and we'll go all again like, like so yeah, many scammers do. I haven't had this uh, confirmed, but I saw, I saw a quick clip that was saying that the US government has already made 
a change to the provisions in the banking to allow them to loan out some more money to try and prevent like the contagion. And what they've done is they've effectively removed the need to factor your unrealized loss when you are loaning your money out. Right. Okay, so the whole this whole this whole problem stems from the purchase of low uh, of government bonds yeah. that had a very low yield. Yes, which okay, was supposed yeah, to be rate. a safe a safe investment, and yes. the banks were so forced almost, to do that after the GFC to have almost, a percentage of their portfolio locked up in safe sure. government bonds. You can't criticize the banks for buying those bonds. Okay, mm. those bonds were all that was available at the time. Yep. Okay. Now, what, what they're supposed to do, what the ultra-safe version to do is to buy bonds and stagger them out at different times and interest rates, yep. right? So, so, but some of these bonds were so low because the picture in the, in the marketplace was that interest rates are going to remain low. Yeah. When inflation got out of hand and Federal Reserve Banks all over, all over the world have started ramping interest rates up like crazy, every... Uh, every rate rise takes you further away, makes those bonds more and more and more of a, a loss. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, now the so so that unrealized loss has been de- looks like it has been deleted. So now you don't have to factor it in. So you can just like re- return back to all right. Let's just say we're at even. Now let's loan out like crazy to try and recoup the uh, uh, the, the money. That's wow. That's a clip that I had seen. So this is the kind of stuff that happens when stuff isn't allowed to. So it's forward. not. It's not that that debt has been forgiven or anything. That debt's still on the no. balance sheet. It just means yes. that you can remove that from your calculations from when it comes to how much you can lend. So therefore, in other words, they're they're encouraging banks to make even riskier moves from a far weaker position just to try to recoup the money. Or it could be argued that they're trading insolvent. Well, yeah, 100% there in trading. If your unrealized loss is more than what you're likely to make, then you are trading insolvent. Okay. It's so it's so, so interesting when you put it that way, like just as a bit of a side, an aside, um, because back, back home in Australia, one thing that the Labor government has been speaking about at the moment is trying to increase taxes on superannuation. And we've spoken, I think we spoke about this maybe last week or the week before. But How not one person is going to pay a dollar more tax yeah that's right but uh also i saw something from jared rennick about it during the week when he was talking about the it is inevitably going to fail because what they're trying to do is they are trying to tax unrealized gains on superannuation so isn't it funny when you look at like how the government operates in that they can let banks operate with unrealized losses and continue to trade insolvent just to try to make money. But when it comes to your money that you're forced to pay in your superannuation, they'll try to tax you on your unrealized gains. Let me put this into perspective. I I was listening to a podcast just before you came on with Martin uh, Shkreli. You know the guy that that piece of shit that uh, he was a hedge fund guy. He got done. He, he'd been to jail. He bought the AIDS drug and jacked the price on Oh, it. yeah. The so young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's on this podcast and he's saying, I went to jail for doing stuff like less than what these guys are doing. Yeah. And, and he said, he goes, look, I, I actually think a lot of the banks didn't make 
a big mistake. You know, they mm. they did what they're supposed to. Like you said, they should have bought those bonds. That's the safe thing to do. They should have done that. Um, but he also said it makes you realize that the whole system sucks. Yeah. So how come your one dollar of deposit can get loaned out twenty, thirty times, mm. and you get nothing in return? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, you're getting nothing in terms of like your your interest rate. Yeah, you get like next to nothing. So they mm. get to make billions in profit. Yep. And you get nothing. That's right. Okay. Now, here's, this is the thing that um, that I feel like not enough people are speaking about. So I've, I've spoken to some people during the week. And obviously, everyone's got their own vested interest, right? So when you talk to someone that's got a mortgage, um, they're like, oh, that's good for us because they're going to they're gonna push interest rates down because that's the only thing to stop this, this problem. And yep. they're right. That's the only thing that can stop this problem. Yeah. But then they're not factoring in the fact that we've got rampant inflation still. Mm-hmm. That's right. So do you put interest rates down and let the economy inflame like crazy? Yeah. Or do you keep interest rates up and do something with the banks and let the banks fail? Like yeah, we're, it's we're stuck. They're literally stuck because the model doesn't work. Yeah. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, uh, again, bias, I am a mortgage holder. So I have had issues with the interest rate rises. The problem is the interest rate rises don't actually address the cause of inflation they never have done because the cause of inflation was done by absolute lack of productivity and supply chain issues during covid I, plus, I, I, plus I don't government spending what, what do you why don't you believe that because uh, uh um the problem with uh, the reason why we had so much inflation was too much money in the system yeah so that's right so does curb it yeah but the thing is when so the government added $360 billion to our national debt in a two-year period. Where did they get that money from? They either borrowed it or they printed it. That created the inflation. Yep. And then and also we also had supply-side dramas too. Hold on. We also had supply-side dramas too during the pandemic, which were artificial, which if you just remove those constraints like border closures, etc., then those supply issues would just sort themselves out in, if given time. We didn't give them time. But the issue that I've got is that, obviously, uh, you can tell all the all all the mortgagees, all the mortgage holders, to stop spending money until you're blue in the face. Until the government stops spending money too, you're still going to have the inflation. And you've got particularly state governments all over the country going, yeah, we're going to do all these infrastructure programs and look at the amount of money that we're looking at spending on like the, uh, the 2032 Olympics. Like I think um, I was speaking to someone the other day who was talking about how they're looking at doing the GABA upgrade soon. And I think they're spending, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. I'm probably getting this wrong. Was it $20 billion? It, it's, I thought it was $15 billion they yeah. were spending to rebuild yeah. the GABA. To rebuild the GABA. Yeah. The GABA's fine. There's yeah. no problems with it. But like, but so that's why I, I get really pissed off when I go, oh yeah, we, we need to... We need to jack up interest rates to increase the cost cost of living for the average punter, but the government can just go and spend through its nose. But you live in a pretty isolated world, and I can tell you that people have been spending hand over fist. So governments have been too, I agree with you, and I actually think most of this stems from, uh, absolutely from the way governments handled COVID in particular, Mm -hmm. and and their idea of, you know, uh, lockdowns, lockdowns did it, uh, um, throwing money at people did it. 
these yeah, like shutting down your economy was was the biggest issue, right? Like yep. because when you shut yep. down your economy, there's no there's no taxation then, so the government yep. has no income. So no wonder why the debt ballooned. Uh, yeah. So I, but people have been spending yeah crazy I, amounts of money and look I at don't, the bubble. I don't disagree market, with that. Look at yeah yeah, yeah so. So, you so have something to, has to, yeah, interest sure. rates have to go up. Uh, absolutely. And, and taxes have to go up. That's the next thing. So that's, no one's willing to say it because it's, it's, um, like, it's, at it's least politically when, at least unpopular. When, well, yeah. And at least when Reserve Bank, the Reserve Bank does it, we didn't do that. The Reserve Bank put the interest rates on the government. Did, Which is why I think the, the government's leaning on the Reserve Bank to take all the heat at the moment. For sure. For sure. Because and you're right. Everyone will do the same thing. Because if you want to sort out, or, or not sort out inflation on in a, in like a measure that you could use to assist in sorting out inflation is to increase tax on purchases like an like an increase to the GST or something like that because yeah. that's what that's one of the ways that you can all taxes yeah of course all taxes but taxes on expenditure is one of the ways you capture money from rich people because they still rich, no. rich you don't no. think so. No, because it's all business expenses and you, you get your GST back anyway. Don't you only get the difference between your GST intake and output? Of course. But if, it, if it's all a business expense and you spend more on the stuff that you want, you get it back. Yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways, GST is a poor person tax. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those taxes that at least it's captured up front and then given back to you at the end of the year. So at least you're getting something in your hand and then well, you have to quarterly. have a decent accountant. No, it's quarterly. GST. Yeah. Oh, sorry, for business it's quarterly. For, yeah, like when you spend the money, it's yeah, it's it's taken off yeah. you at that point. Yeah. So, um... But you're right. Like, well, That's the interesting up. question, right? Is it's... Is... Uh, interest rates going up. So so let's let's rewind it for uh, yeah, one step. Yeah, sorry, you go. <laughs> right. So... We are absolutely stuck. We are absolutely stuck in what to do right now. And no one seems to be talking about solutions. Everyone's talking about, oh, uh, bank bailouts. And um, Now, I think that they will give us maybe a month's respite on the, on the rate rise, maybe one month, just to say, hey, let's see, let's see what's happening. There might be an artificial, maybe they would lie about what they think the inflation figure is next month, mm. that might help them. Yeah, well, they already I've lied already about noticed, it anyway. And I don't know if you've noticed, but on my, all the ads that I've been hitting, uh, like getting on my social media feed, mm-hmm. are all massive discounts. 60% off, 50% off, 30% off, and all these like big clothing brands, which I found really surprising. Right, I haven't really Fuels seen that. come down, fuels down like 20 cents a litre. Yep. So I, I wonder now if if like the gougers, anyone that was gouging before is going to go, oh, how about we just drop all the prices? That fixes the CPI a little bit and and yeah. we might be able to relieve some pressure off it. Now, I don't, I think I it's don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone who's been profiteering during these conditions. I don't think they're going to stop trying to profiteer now. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way because but if the it, prices it's are like, down, but I'm saying the prices are down. Like the, the I've given the examples of where there was no, uh, there was no big. Well, you haven't had sales, right? Just because no one's had to do it because they could blame on supply chain. Yeah, there's been. But sales. If I went on Instagram now, but I'm talking like like Deus Ex, great brand, popular brand, high end, like relatively high end. 
60% off, you know, advertisers 60% off. If I did a swipe, like the first 10 things have these massive um, uh, uh, discounts. Mm. And fuel. I mean, when was the last time fuel was a dollar eighty something? Yeah. Which so, okay. which doesn't that go to, go to show you something because how, like, what was the justification for the increase in fuel price? Oh, it was the war in Ukraine. Has that sure. resolved? No. Oh, no, funny no, that. No, but the price has gone yeah. down. Yeah, and but have uh, you Arendt have you noticed that the stock market's up? Million dollars a day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you noticed today? And this is one of the things that makes me think that interest rates are going to either at least hold steady, if not be reduced sooner rather than later. Is the stock market's up? And if you do, if you look it's at a not. lot of okay, no, it, it was it today is, when I looked at it. Yeah, it is. So it is from what it started this morning to yep. what it finished this afternoon, but the correct but over the last couple of days has taken a big dip. Like yeah. Look at, your, look at your Vanguard shares. For sure. But I think that was major correction when they thought GFC 2.0 was coming. And then as soon as they saw the government went and bailed the banks out, it's gone back up again. Yeah, and sure, I but, And but, I would say yeah. that that's uh, because a lot of the tech stocks are back up again too. And as we spoke about last week, those tech stocks are buoyed by low interest rate borrowing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they think that there's going to be low interest rates coming soon. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it'll happen because what I think what I think the market has reacted to is somebody putting a piece of duct tape on a hole in the bottom of the ship. So I think I think it's a definitely a band aid, and uh, it's going to explode in a in a really 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 bad way. In mm. some ways, this is worse than GFC because when GFC, at least most of the bad debt was tied to assets right yeah whereas most of this contagion stems from like government bonds and the only thing you can do is sell at a massive loss and and there's no benefit like at least at least when at least when you sell a house for cheap someone benefits because the person buys it for cheap gets cheap house which pushes down inflation yeah right but you're not going to get that when uh, like with the type of uh assets that these um that these banks are holding. Yeah, well, we've spoken about this before, and the biggest difference between now and the GFC was that the GFC happened when the economy was going good. Everything mm. was on, was just going up and up and up, and that's why we're talking about the property bubble back then, because everyone had so much money, they didn't give a shit if you're paying over the odds for a house or for mm. some other asset, because everyone was making so much money, it didn't matter. So then when the GFC happened, well the central banks had a lever they could pull. Let's reduce interest rates. Bang, they reduced rates. And over over a couple of years, everything started to sort of normalize again. The big error was two or three years after the GFC when they didn't start increasing interest rates back to normal again and everyone got addicted to free money. That's mm-hmm. what's caused this one. And like you're saying, this is going to be worse than the GFC because the problem is the economy was already fucked before now. Yeah. Now we're getting a GFC too. So like you're saying, what lever do you pull? Like pick your poison. Do you decrease the interest rates and ramp up the inflation? Okay. Or do you increase the interest rates and just and have all of these banks fall over, which is going to, especially in Australia with these bank bail-in laws, it's going to rip everyone's money off them. Like pick oh, your poison. What fair, do you do? I think Australia won't be affected. Like bank, the Australian banks won't be affected. The Australian banks are way too strong they're mm. much 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 stronger than this bottom tier of american banks like these these american banks that are falling over they're pretty loosey-goosey would you and have said that about credit Suisse though 
Yeah, well, they, they, they have been in the spotlight for a long time. I was even talking to Dad about it. Dad had only just watched a, a documentary about them okay. like six months ago talking about some of their dodgy dealings. Mm. I've actually got it up here. You can see what they've been fined for in the past. Yeah. And and uh, they are... Uh, where has it gone? I've just lost it. They've Since the year 2000, they've had... Here we go. Uh... So they've been fined $11.5 billion just in fines, right. uh, toxic securities abuses, tax violations, investor protection violation, economic sanction violation, Foreign Corrupt Policies Act. Yeah. Like they're just bad. They're just bad guys. Yeah, it's funny though, like, because I'm, I'm a big fan of professional sports. And as they say, is if, if you're not getting penalised, you're not trying hard enough. Oh, for sure, for sure. 11 billies, like, nothing to sneeze at, though. If you think about it, that in terms of how much, like, if you had that money in your bank account, uh, that gives you more levers to pull for your customers. Well, if they had $11 billion worth of deposits in their bank account, they could lend it out. They could lend out $100 billion, no sweat. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is so the th- Oh, you go, you go, mate. So the lesson for me is like you actually have to know this stuff. It was interesting. One of Tasha's, um, one of the girls that she follows on Instagram, she's very much a red pillar. She was all, she was all across the whole, whole thing and, and she was putting it out there all the time. And she's got a lot of people coming to her and asking her questions. And she said, You asking me questions is you trying to remove your own responsibility from your life. 100%. Yeah. So, so if I follow you what you say, if I follow your advice and it fails, this is your fault. This is not my yeah. fault. Yeah. 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 So Agreed. you need to seek out. And this this kind of stuff, like the, I, I mentioned this on, I think it was, when when did the first two banks, it was Monday, right? No. Yeah. When did Silvergate go? Was that last Monday? This Monday? No, no, no. Silvergate was last, last Saturday, or it was like it was over the weekend because the Still bailout came Monday. out on Monday. Right. Oh, okay. It might so have been Friday I'm... that it that it fell over. So Friday, I walk into my coffee shop and I'm like, "Hey, it's GFC 2023." And one of the guys just rolled his eyes because you know he knows me as the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And and he's like, "Oh, mate, these are just like are they even real banks and rah rah and it's nothing." I said, "This is." the exact same lines that yeah. were said in 2008, exactly the same. There was no difference. Mm-hmm. Interesting stat. Two banks failed. Uh, no, no, what, what, oh, shit, what was the number? I sent it to you. Um, let me pull it up, let me pull it up, let me pull it up. About the size of the, or the amount of money for the failing banks, which was... No, I can't find it. Basically, I think it was 13 banks failed in 2008 for a total of $350 billion. Right. Two banks failed now, uh, this week, for $320 billion. Yeah, it's inflation, man. Yeah, yeah most of it's inflation, for sure. Yeah. But it's also like, how I wonder what the leverage, how different the leverage was. Now, I've been wrecked on leverage before when I was, when I was playing on Dogecoin at 99 times leverage and I made yeah. 150 US dollars in about eight seconds and I was like how good is this and then I yeah. liquidated myself the next eight seconds yeah it's that it's the it's the meme from South Park and it's gone and it's gone yeah oh, that's one of my favorite of a South Park clips um, but the difference is that you're playing with your money not your customers money well no and... but leverage is not 
Leverage is I'm paying with a part of my money, but I've borrowed. Yeah, but you have borrowing costs to that money. So when you yes. lose that, you've still got to pay it back. Yes, but you lose it at 99 times quicker. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best type of gambling. It's over quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is, this my is the advice thing, is to My advice is to... You need to know this stuff. This stuff is very important. This is life. What would and your number one piece of advice be for people that they can do right now to either future-proof, alleviate concerns, take a bit of stress off their shoulders? Step one is have an exact understanding of where their current financial situation is. Mm-hmm. So what, what that means is, like, are you, you need to find out what your net worth is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How much you owe in your house? Yep. What's your house worth if you had to fire sell it? Not at, yep. like, don't look at last year's sales figures. No. So if I had to sell it now, what's it worth? Um, uh, how much credit card debt have I got? What do I owe on the cars? How much cash have I got in the bank? And you mm-hmm. need to have a real understanding of what that number is. If yep. that number's in the negatives, uh, you need to trim down. You need to think of another source of income. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're If you've got money that is sitting around and it's not doing anything, you need to start looking for buying opportunities in the markets. Because mm-hmm. like, like I said, even even Vanguard, which is the 200 companies, is it 200 or 300 companies? Vass. 200. It's 200. So that only last week was $92 and they're $87 now. Yeah. So, and they pay dividends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, commodities tend to be quite strong in these in these sorts of um just just uh, to give people perspective on vas as well i bought i bought it just after the stock dipped hard from the beginning of covid and i bought it at 75 dollars. so that i find interesting too yes it's dipped because it was like 92 dollars or something last week yeah so it's dipped by five bucks a share but it is nowhere near the bottom well COVID, i mean this is not going to be COVID levels because I think COVID was more extreme than uh, Agreed. global financial crisis. And to yeah, be because- fair to to the American government, th- it will be less extreme because they bailed out the depositors. I don't agree with the decision in principle, but the actual event itself will be less severe because they bailed out the depositors. Only now, I think the can's been kicked down the road and the can's building up speed. Of course. It's, and it's, it's going to be, be in the form of inflation because I think you're right. I think... If, I, if I'm trying to make a guess as to what decision they're going to make, I think that the... Because you've got to think politically, not economically. You've got to actually think of what is most palatable for a politician who wants to get re-elected. And I think the most palatable decision is to put pressure on central banks to either hold or reduce interest rates right now. I think that will be the play that they make. Because raising rates now like I, I think they'll just live with inflation they'll just live with it and but you can't that's a tax on everyone i i know that but the thing is the average punter on the street doesn't recognize that so it's it's an easier sell if they go I and say yeah like at the end of the day this is not about what is actually the right moves for the economy it's what is the most politically beneficial move for the economy and i think I rates can... is the easiest thing i can i think i think rates definitely the easiest lever to move and i think yeah. they'll do it but I think I'll do it like this. I reckon they'll pump fake. They'll pump fake mm. by not... They'll do nothing next month. Yep. They might do nothing the month after and then it'll start to go back up again. Yeah. Because, I- what, because what I think will happen is these these 
if banks no longer need to factor in their losses, <laughs> then they can almost go back to business as usual, mm. right? So in a way, the bank thing's sorted. Don't worry about them. They'll make their money now. They're good. They're all good. We've shorted them up. They're good. The government will take credit for that, okay? Yep. But really what they've done is a deal with the devil because yep. when that explodes next time, it's going to be 10x worse. Mm. So then they have to focus back on the inflation. Yeah. And I think, I, I genuinely think just from my, and like I said, my network is different to your network. Mm-hmm. I'm in Brisbane, you're in the Gold Coast, I'm in cars, you're at home. Mm-hmm. Like I see, we have different, uh, we see different people. Mm-hmm. If my network found out that interest rates were going to go down, they'd all go out and buy another property tomorrow. Like that's the point where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, in my building alone, they've bought like they've ordered four or five new cars at above retail price. Yeah, this week. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's it's. So it's, it's your friend's different. fault, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I tell them all the time. I'm like, it's this is crazy. Like you, you're doing it, but they don't care because they just see the shiny thing and they mm. think they can do it. But they yeah. don't know what it's what is what it's going to look like when it turns. Yeah, yeah, and and this is but, the issue. Like when we've had fifteen years of government decisions based around stimulating the economy, all of those things are still in place. Like tax breaks are still in place. Negative gearing mm-hmm. is still in place. Um, or like welfare payments are still increased. Like, so even think about so. And this is again something from my perspective, which I also don't agree with. When the Labor government came in, they jacked up the childcare subsidy to the point that people who earn up to like I think it's like three hundred and fifty or four hundred thousand dollars still get some of their childcare subsidised. That's ridiculous. There is well, no one who wants that kind of, of money who needs who needs a handout. I'll tell you the other side of that. Mm-hmm. I know two people who have got massive contracts. To build new childcare centers. Yeah, funny that, right? Because there's yeah. so much money in it because it all comes from the government. So, like, all of all of the stuff that is in place now is still all based around uh, stimulating the economy. So you can't just change that framework overnight. Correct. And I understand that, like, interest rates, like jacking up interest rates, is the easiest way to try to curtail spending. I I, I get that, but. It even makes you wonder if it's like... Because I know from listening to a lot of stories about the American banks, when the GFC happened, the American system tried to force banks into buying a lot of these bonds because they were like, GFC happened because you guys were being far too risky with your investments. So you have to have a percentage of your portfolio tied up in these low-risk, low-yield government bonds. So they all did it because they followed the rules. Oh, they were high-yield back then, but lower than... Lower than what they could have gotten by riskier investments. But they were supposed to be low risk. And then the government went and fucked them. Or sorry, the the central bank went and fucked them by increasing the the interest rates so quickly that they've forced all of these banks to go and sell these bonds at a loss when these customers were trying to pull their money out. Yeah. Like, for for once, like, the GFC, 100% totally the responsibility of the banks. 100% 100% because it came from lending people who sh- they sh- never should have lent a, lent a pen to hundreds of thousands of dollars and then it popped mm-hmm. 100% their fault this time around it's it's not it's not that simple it is because of government policy and also so when you add the bank crisis on top of the inflation crisis which in my opinion is primarily due to government policy 
this is all a government clusterfuck. For sure. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, no lockdowns, no stimulus. If they would have just let businesses uh, be businesses, we all would have looked after ourselves yep. and we wouldn't be here now. now. We would have figured it out. There is, there is, gov- uh, in, sorry, political talking points in America. There was some shifts made under Trump that made banks have riskier portfolios. So yeah, that's some deregulation, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, so that that may have contributed, but look, the the fact that you know where it's, Credit Suisse could drop this this week. I know the Swiss government has tipped in to try and help it. Yeah. But again, I think it's just band aids. It's just band aids, and it, and it's interesting because the fix makes the thing worse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like the band-aid, the stimulus that they've given to the banks, it looks great, but it's eating away inside. It's actually a ticking time bomb. 100%. So I think it's going to be worse. So going back to what I was saying about how to prepare yourself, like you need to know where, you, where your financial position is. Yep. You need to know if you're underwater or not, yep. like in terms of what your future payments are. If you've got a mortgage, you need to like plan for a 4% increase on your mortgage. Yep. Go on a calculator, find out what that looks like, yep. and if anything, start putting, start paying that now, just yeah. to get used to it. That's right. And start chipping away at it while the while the interest rate's a little bit cheap, yep. you know. Because we, I, I actually, I feel that over the last ten years, people's sentiment towards property changed. There was always the sentiment. I remember, like, you know, mum and dad used to say, like, just pay your house off, just pay your house off. That kind of went away to like, hey, well, if you've got more money, just buy another one compounded yeah know? it was all about investments instead yeah, of paying yeah. off so, debt it was about like using your debt to be able to invest more and then grow your pie over time i'll i'll tell you a more extreme thing if you if if we, if we have listeners in america uh and you're with one of these smaller banks i would be living uh to whatever let's say you've got a 55 day interest-free period for your credit card I'd be racking that bitch up. I would not spend a dollar of my money. I'd put everything, your whole life on a credit card because if they're teetering, if they can't take anything but debt from you, then you're in a good position. Yeah, this is not financial advice, <laughs> everyone. But, but, but you're right. And like I sent you a story and like you don't even really need to bring it up, but this is the problem with what they've done is uh, at news of the government bailout, are, are you going to bring it up? Yeah, the ads are horrible though, that's all. Yeah, okay. Uh, we can just basically go to the headline. So go, go to the top. Uh, so at the news of the government bailing out the money, listen to this. The Bank of America gets $15 billion in new deposits after Silicon Valley bank collapse. So what does this mean? What What is the whole point of this? The point is the government has decided which businesses are too big to fail in America. And they've decided that the big banks are too big to fail. So what that means is all of these smaller regional banks all of a sudden look like a threat if you're a depositor at those banks. So what has happened here is you've had a whole bunch of people who have gone and pulled their money out of smaller regional banks and invested it or deposited it into the Bank of America or the big guys because they see them as safe harbor at the moment with the current climate that's going on. That is the exact same thing as what we saw happening during COVID. The big businesses won. 
All of the small competitors were closed and yeah. unable to operate, but the big guys, like in Australia, Coles and Woolworths were operating. They took all the market share. Now we're seeing the exact same thing happen again. We're getting closer too. and closer every single day to full centralized systems and monopolies. They don't... So I feel really bad for businesses that are outside of cities. Like if you're in a regional town or you have a yeah. business, you need access to, to banking. Um the options are gone and that's right they've done studies about and some people a lot smarter than me have written books about how one of the best things we could do to fix the economy is to decentralize our banking system and spread some of that load especially to small business because we we are very much focused on this massive growth through these big box stores but it's funny because we all hate them you know we 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 hate them but we shop at them we love it but we hate them Yep. We hate the idea of them, and yet we still partake in it. You know, that's right. Whereas, but we also have, we love these little, you know, a little coffee shop that's independently owned, or a, or a little art shop that we like to go to, or mm. we we do have those as well. But if you're out in regional towns, you don't have access to the big banks. That's right. Like my my Commonwealth Bank that I go to in the middle of the city, sorry, just outside the city, if they have one staff calling sick, it's shut. The whole thing's shut. Yeah. That's insane. That's in Brisbane, Brisbane. Metro. Yeah. 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 So imagine what it's like, you know, out in the sticks. Yeah, that's right. So there's there's another, um, it's funny because that Shirelli guy, he said, and look, to, to understand dodginess, you need to speak to a dodgy, like to someone who thinks dodgy. And yeah, he, I agree he, with that. It takes one to know He's an absolute right? degenerate. He says it. He's, he's proud of that he wears it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And he's like, I hope this teaches people to be less focused on banks. Think about it in a way, banking's, especially in Australia, it's a bit culty, you know, yeah. safest houses, put your money in the bank, you know, and look. Well, even that terminology, safest safe. houses, right? right? 15 years ago, houses weren't that safe. Today, houses yeah. aren't that safe. Yeah. But that's that's part so so deep in the Australian vernacular that you just came out with it, not even thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. so there's there is a bit of a shift that we need to take and, and he was like people need to think about other things that are of value that are not necessarily cash sitting at yeah. a bank somewhere and he said you should have the shits he said you should be pissed off if your dollar got loaned out 99 times and they get to make billions of dollars off it yeah so you can get like one percent or two percent or for example, whatever, whatever your interest rate is. And and the only real access you get, for the only reward you get for depositing money is the ability to borrow money. Yeah, exactly. Can I, can I say this too? This is something that I have thought is very, very interesting as a juxtaposition, especially during the week. And I was thinking a lot about this because like a few people made the comments after the bank bailout came through in America for Silicon Valley Bank that they were like, uh, when they had the train derailment and chemical spill in East Palestine, Ohio, and it was like five days before a government official even visited the place, they were gaslighting everyone saying that they had done independent testing of the water and that the water was fine. And it turns out the testing was done uh, by a contractor that was contracted by the train company who has a history right. of doing dodgy shit. So like the, these residents just got fucked around from pillar to post yeah and weeks later there's still uncertainty in regards to if anyone's going to be compensated for anything 
and then Silicon Valley Bank comes through and within like 48 hours, bang, the government's like, yep, what is it? $100 billion? You're good. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll cover you. And there was that like sort of juxtaposition yeah. there. But this is something that I want people to keep in mind. Think about the culture wars at the moment. And that there is so much stuff in the news space and within culture right now, which is all about equity or equality. And, and it's equity or equality of ri- ridiculous things. It's all based on race. It's all based on sexual orientation. It's all based on trans rights. Like there's a there's a furor going on at the moment, which I, I came across through Andrew Bogart, because apparently in the women's NBL, there is a trans male to female player about to play. And there's like, everyone's too scared on the inside to rail against it because they know that they're just going to make this decision and you just have to wear it. Even though there's like underage girls that play in these teams and maybe in locker rooms with a trans person with a penis. Yeah, with a dong, right? So anyway, there's all this shit going on around at the moment and it's all about treating people equally. But it's all on bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Because meanwhile, while you're arguing the right... For a bloke to put a skirt on to play fucking basketball, and we we you want him to be treated equally to the women who've worked their asses off their whole lives to get to that point. Meanwhile, the banks are just over here taking your money from you, lending it out a hundred times more than what they've taken from you, uh, playing r- rush like roulette down at the casino with your cash. And then when it all goes tits it's up... It's Russian roulette. Yeah. Well, but when it all... It's not Russian roulette, though, because the banks don't die. Because when it, it goes tits up, they'll get bailed out by your money via the government. Like, yeah. that's that's the inequality in this society. So or any of this shit that you're seeing in the media at the moment about racial, gender, sexual orientation, equality, it is all just a smokescreen that, like, they want you focused on that. They want you arguing about that bullshit because in the meantime, in the background, there are people... Like, our society is not equal when it comes to who gets to do what and break what laws to profiteer. That's what it all comes down to. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. I... Um, and that's why I... Honestly, the, the gender politics stuff, I couldn't give two fucks about it. I really don't care. And, and for, for all those reasons that you just illustrated, that yeah. to me that there are, it's literally just throwing a, uh, a, a cluster bomb into it. It's a, a tinderbox event. Yeah. That's all uh, it is. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't get into any of it. I am very focused on what some of these big players are. Um, I think there's ways that we need to... And look... It just so happens, like we said in the previous show, you know that first message that was sent to the first transaction, the first Bitcoin transaction that yep. illustrated the, well, you know, we're 15 years on. This is Bitcoin's time. Like, this is exactly what it was designed to do. That's right. This, yeah, so this is all about self-custody. This is all about debanking. This is all about taking control of your own financial destiny. This yep. is not putting all your eggs in someone else's basket. To That's right. Yeah. Look up. Well, I mean, we've said it here. Look after your body. Look after your mind. Look after your family. Look after your finances. 100%. If you do it yourself, can't blame anyone else. You know. 
and and all the information is out there. If you yep. don't know what question to ask, ask what is the question that I'm supposed to ask. Exactly, that's one of the best questions you can ask. Mm. Like, and I was thinking about this too, because so I I had a chat to the wife about everything that's going on. And she's like, well, what should we do? Like, what is, what is something that we need to do right now? We can do to try to put ourselves in a better position. And I said, honestly, right now is the best time to just try to earn as much money as you can. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best things you can do because here's reality. Like you were saying before, pick your poison. The cost of living is going to go up regardless. Yeah. Whether whether rates go up or down, doesn't matter. Cost of living is going to go up through some some way, shape, or form. The only way that you can continue your level of lifestyle is to earn more money. So if you've been putting anything off, like, say, starting a side hustle, or if you've had offers from another business that uh, they're offering you more money, but you are safe in your comfort zone and inside your box and you don't want to leave, just go. Now's the time to go. Go take the money because at the end of the day, like, so you might earn $20,000 more a year. That's going to be sucked up by inflation, but at least you're still level. Yeah. You know, at least you're not yeah. going backwards. It, it's, it's, it's I mean, one of the only things we, I can think of doing right now, which will actually help. How long have we been saying like 2023 shouldn't be the year of indiscretionary spending? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that should be a thing. There's someone that's in my network that's probably listening to this right now that has just come into a bit of money is probably spending a little bit more than what they should. And I hope yep. this is a bit of a this is a bit of a wake up call for that person because it is gonna yep. get it's gonna get bad. Yeah. Now I it's funny because obviously I'm I I've I've got a startup now. Um mm-hmm. it's in the tech industry, which is funny because it's in the doghouse now. And um remember when I was talking about on this show me trying to find developers that I was willing to pay six figures for to build this thing for me and I got laughed at because I had so much work yeah you know did you hear Meta just just said they're going to fire another 10,000 people no I didn't hear already done 14,000 another 10,000 to go yeah do you think it's going to get better or worse oh I I am not surprised about them having to do more layoffs at all so you're going to be really careful if you're one of these people who had a, you know, a big mouth because we're, we're going to have to hire some more developers. Like we know this, yeah. that, that that's part of it. But, you know, it's going to be very hard when I had multiple people laugh at me, like actually laugh. Like I've never, I, I'm still, I'm jaded by it now because even when I was selling cars and someone would offer me some insane figure, I very rarely laughed at them. Yeah. Right? But here yeah. was me thinking I was offering something that was more than fair. And to have like to be laughed, uh, laughed at was pretty bad. Yeah, well, like I, I feel like a lot of these people are going to be out of the job very soon. Absolutely, and I must admit I have enjoyed uh, the the turnover online with people. Because remember when there was all the stuff about them, you know, when when the crackdown of fossil fuels first began. And there's all the coal miners that were going to be put out of work and like the online uh, sentiment towards it was, oh, just learn to code. Just learn to code. And learn yeah. to code became a hashtag and it was like very offensive to people because they were literally telling people, yeah, it doesn't matter that you've been a coal miner for 30 years and we've just taken your career away from you. Just learn to code and make money like the rest of us. Well, now there's all these people saying like, oh, just learn to mine. Learn to mine. <laughs> like, <'cause> yeah. all- <laughs> 
Uh, can I just throw something out there? Something I heard this morning, which, which, and when you said electric cars or electrification, um, that triggered me. Mm-hmm. This morning on the news, they're talking about a heat wave that was going to go through Sydney, mm. and they're like, "Oh, we've checked with AMO, and we should have enough power to get us through." Just think about that before you turn all your cars to electric cars. Yeah. That we have to check that we can turn the air conditioners on during the day. Yeah, Just and check. look, that probably segues us into a really big point about all this banking stuff that's going on. Because there are some people out there in the space who are saying that a part of this is by design for two reasons. Number one, you bankrupt the middle class, which a lot of the moves have been made over the last three years have gone a long way towards removing wealth from the middle class. Yep. But number two is to usher in the central bank digital currency. And, you know, one of the the theories that's been thrown out there, and I don't necessarily subscribe to it at all, but I do know they do want to bring in these central bank digital currencies. But one of the theories is that they will basically go, okay, massive bank run, banks falling over all over the world. Yep, cool guys, don't worry about it because what we're going to do is we're going to match your deposits dollar for dollar with this new central bank digital currency. All you need to do is download the app onto your phone and click yes and that'll be become your new form of money. And we've spoken about the issues to do with you know CBDCs many, many times before. It allows you to usher in a social credit system like in China. Um, it is programmable money, which means you can switch it on or off whenever you want to. Uh, you can control what you spend your money on. So if you've maybe bought too much petrol or red meat this week, they will not allow you to purchase any more of it. All that sort of control stuff is coming into it. But the biggest thing that I want to just take out of literally every major crisis or situation of everything that we've happened for the last five years even is it just shows you that centralized systems fucking suck. They suck. There's a reason why there's like the ACCC and like anti-competitive conduct laws in our country is because you, in a capitalist society, you need to have competition or it fails. Mm. It is that simple. You need to have businesses have the ability to fail. Otherwise, capitalism fails. You need to have decentralized systems because when you completely centralize the system and that one fails, then everyone's fucked. So it's going to be really, really interesting now to see. Let's say that they do try to use this as a segue towards central bank digital currency. It's going to be really, really interesting to see if people actually cop it. Now, they may out of desperation. They may go, oh shit, I can't afford to lose all my money. Yep, just sign me up for that thing. And because... Too many people think short-term gain for long-term pain rather than the other way around. But it'll be really interesting to see if people cop it. I don't think it's going to happen. I had a uh, I had a meeting with someone this this week, and we did a video uh, chat with a developer in Nigeria. Yeah, and we spoke about on last show that the Nigerian government has been trying to get their digital currency through for a year now. They're one of the first countries to try it. Right. And they've got less than 1% uptake. Now, now, I will illustrate to you now what he told me because I was quizzing him a bit because I was very interested by him. Yep. This is what their financial system looks like. If you want to go down to the shops and buy a pack of gum for a dollar, you, you have to go down there and you have to pull your phone out sign into your bank account and do an EFT transfer to the shopkeeper. 
And then right. it's up to the shopkeeper whether he decides to release that pack of gum or not. Wow. Okay. Now, a lot of times, because when banks can't handle many, that actually as many transactions as what people think. Yep. There'll be fights that break out because someone wants to leave without the money's clear. Yeah. Right? Now, they do have the MasterCard is available in in um, Nigeria, but the fees are so expensive by comparison to the thing that they're trying to sell, most shopkeepers don't use it. Right. Now, you think, oh, well, cash is the answer. Mm-hmm. Well, because they just recently had an election, the president was so nervous that uh, he was worried that uh, his officials were going to get bribed, he banned cash. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed a $20 withdrawal limit. Now, was that... So, black markets opened up. I'm so, hold on. Black okay. markets opened up. Um, so, if you want to go and... If you need cash... You go to a guy down the street, he'll give you $100 worth of cash, and it costs you $120 transfer. Yep. It is wild. That is what it can look like. That's how bad it can get. Now, he has started, like, there was a there was a class that went through to teach them about Bitcoin and Lightning payments. Mm-hmm. And I'd said to them, I said to them, like, this it sounds like this answers all your problems. Like Bitcoin answers all your problems. And he said, yeah, but the problem is trying to get the old people to uh, to sign on to Bitcoin. It's just so above their head that they, they won't get it. But that young cohort is all, they're all working and, and getting jobs all around the world and getting paid in Bitcoin. So they're building, sort of amassing some wealth yeah. in yeah. Bitcoin. And they will potentially be the future way out. Yeah. It's interesting when you outline that story, when I think about a lot of things that I've been looking into a lot over, not even recently, but the last two years about Africa and Africa is used and abused by the Western world. Africa is deliberately kept poor by the Western world because they are so resource rich that the Western world wants access to those resources for cheap. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, breaking news, sorry to interrupt. Yep. The Federal Reserve's emergency loan program may inject as much as $2 trillion of funds into the US banking system and ease the liquidity crunch, according to JP Morgan. Just came out. Yeah, $2 which is, trillion. Which is going to jack up inflation. So America has created $5 trillion of extra money during the pandemic, and now they're going to add an extra $2 trillion on top of that to help out bankers. Everyone needs to go and watch The Big Short. That yeah. worked for the week. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, go back no, to, the, uh, no, go no, back to the Africa thing. No, so that's right. So so that's the thing. So when I think about all this stuff, I go, okay, so Africa's been used and abused by the Western world forever, literally forever, just to try to... And I've just lost your video there, by the way. Okay, now you're back. Um, so when I hear things like, oh, so the the president-elect was so concerned about officials being bribed that he banned cash, that's bullshit. That's just, that's the official line to ban cash because banning cash is something they want to do all over the world. And that's one of the things about central bank digital currencies. The whole point of it is because they want to be able to control and view every transaction you make. So having cash available means far less control for this centralized system. So whenever I hear stuff like, oh yeah, they're worried about bribery. So same as Ukraine, right? 
um, the story that people have been sold about Volodymyr Zelensky and the Ukrainian government is that they are this bastion of democracy and they need to be protected at all costs. And this is a fight between Russia and democracy. Well, that democracy banned opposition government parties. There is no opposition in Ukraine. And the justification was, oh, during the war, we can't afford politics. We need to make all the decisions, etc., etc. They banned opposition political parties. That is the opposite of democracy. That's dictatorship. That's authoritarianism. Right? But it gets sold to you as like, oh... I've lost your video now. Oh, okay. I think it's at your end. Yeah, we might be having a bit of a connection. I've got you back. So so apologies for that. uh, Is yours red? Mine's green. Uh... Nah, mine's green now, so we, we should be right. But we'll, we'll wrap this up soon anyway. But anyway, the, the whole point is this. You can only control what you can control. So you can control your own circumstances. And as Alex said, here's the advice that we give you for right now. The cost of living is going to increase no matter what decisions get made by government. Do not expect government to ride in and save you because they can't and they will not because they will save their rich mates before they save you, okay? Yeah, the system's not for you. Yeah, exactly. The system is rigged, and it's not rigged on racial lines, sexual orientation lines, trans lines, or any of that bullshit. It is rigged on rich and poor. And the rich want more poor people, because the more poor people you've got, the more desperate people that you have who will go and work your bullshit jobs for minimum wage. That's the way the system works. So these are the only things that you can do right now. Understand the, the system is rigged against you. Remove yourself from it as much as you possibly can. So whether that is switching off the TV, which tells you to buy bullshit every single day, uh, you know, getting rid of some of your, whether it's streaming services or pay TV or whatever it is, reducing some costs, Um, getting rid of the social control over you to stay in that job you've been in for 10 years when you've been promised a promotion from the last three or four years in a row and it's just never the right time. Fucking leave. Go and earn more money. Go and take that dollar because at the end of the day, all you can control is what you do every single day and that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter what other people think of you and it doesn't matter what your boss thinks of you or the government thinks of you or even your friends think of you. All that matters is what you think is the right thing for you to do for you and your family. Go and do that. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. Look after your body too. Yeah, look after your body. 100%. Take care of your own health because you'd want to stay the fuck out of the hospital at the moment. (laughs) The, the one thing I'll, and, and we can close with this, so I agree with everything that Jason said and, and the other thing I would add to it is seek opportunity. So yeah. there are, there are if, if, you're, if you're going into this going doomsday, 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 um, like, and preparation is important, but part of that preparation should really be where are the opportunities in this? Because there's always opportunities in chaos. Always. 100%. Yeah. I'm building a company, I'm building a company and I, I'm actually happy that it's built in a recession because it's real. Yeah. Right? Well, this Companies is your second company that you built in chaos. Like, you started yes, Auto Bros yeah, in the yeah. pandemic. <laughs> Interesting. Right? Interesting. Yeah. 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 Now, 100% look for right. opportunity because there will be some. There's always opportunity in chaos. Yeah. 
All right, guys, that'll we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>